Welcome to the Bill for Trades podcast. This is Dan Dowdy, your host. And today I am going to dive into the recap of an interview I did in the previous episode with Justin Carroll, the owner of P1 Service Group. And I'm going to pull out one leadership principle. And today I'm going to talk about people first. I'm going to give you five steps that you can take right now in your business, in your leadership to start to put people first. So before I do, I wanted to hop in here and just say, if you like what you hear in this podcast, please subscribe or share this with somebody else who may find this, this information valuable because our mission with this podcast is to help you grow in your leadership so that way you can help the people around you grow in their leadership. So let's dive right in. So when I was listening back to the interview I did with Justin Carroll, a, a lot of things stood out, but I just want to kind of give the audience a little recap of who he is. So uh, he started Perfect Home Services about a year ago. He sold that to P1 Service Group, which stands for People First. Uh, before selling that, he had about 250 team members at Perfect Home Services. He's a second generation tradesman. And uh, I love his message and his mission is we value people first and enhance lives. So I couldn't help but to overlook. I can't overlook that, right? If I'm on a leadership podcast, I'm going to dive into people first. So I started doing a little bit of research. And one quote that really stood out to me is by uh, Becky Broden. It says, leadership is not wielding authority. It is empowering people. Just think about that. Leadership is not wielding authority. It is empowering people. So as we dive into today's episode, the first step that I want you to think about when it comes to um, putting people first in your leadership, step one, understand what it means to be a leader. Uh, listening back to that podcast, Justin shared a story about um, until just a couple of years ago, he was a very selfish leader. Everything was about him. The success was all about him. And he wasn't looking outward to serve his team. And whenever I'm giving my leadership training courses, I talk often that, you know, you can be a producer and not a leader, but you can't be a leader without being a producer. And the difference is, is people want to follow people who are achieving at a high level, right? But people also want to follow people who are looking outside of themselves and serving other people. So step one is understanding what it means to be a leader. And what it means to be a leader is not only leading by a good example, but it's also looking outward of yourself and finding ways to serve your team, right? It's not all about you. It's about, just like the quote says, right? It's not about willing authority. It's about empowering people, investing in your people, letting them uh, take some of the vision and, and move towards it, right? L letting them take some of the responsibility of what it is that you are wanting to achieve in your business. All right. So step two is to know your people. Man, this is so true, right? There's a difference between saying, you know, hey, so-and-so, how's your spouse doing? Versus saying, hey, so-and-so, how's Becky doing? Or how's Bob doing? Right? How are your kids, you know, Sammy and Joe doing, right? Like actually knowing people's names, there's a different level of relationship there. So when it comes to knowing your people, we're not just talking about their skill set. That is important. But the first step is to sit down and start to build a relationship with them. 
Ask them about their family. Ask them about their hobbies. Write it down. Remember it. So when you have that next conversation with them, it's not how are your kids doing. It's how are you know how is how is Sammy doing? How is he doing in his t-ball? Right. I remember last week you shared that they have a t-ball game. Right. So that's a good way to start to know your people. People start to realize that wow, my leader does know like, and I'm starting and trust me. Right. Get that no like and trust factor going on. So a way that you can start to know your people, take them to lunch, sit down one to one, start to build the relationships, uh, start to document the information, know when their birthday is um, and and know what's important to them because it's showing that it's not just about you, but about the people that you're leading. Step three is to focus on the employee experience. What does that mean to focus on the employee experience? I mean, I think of things like your culture, your technology, the space that we're working in. What are you doing to enhance those that area, right? The first thing is when I think about culture, I think about core values, having some core values to live by, having them on the wall, holding people accountable to them. Because when it comes to your employee experience, right, you want to work around other people who share similar values, and that way, like if you're out, if you're out uh, in public, you're proud of your company, right? That helps your employee experience. That helps me say, you know, I'm proud to work for this company. I'm proud to work for Built for the Trades because I know what they stand for, you know. And thinking about thinking about technology, you know, if we're stuck saying, oh, this is the way we've always done it, right? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take a risk at new technology because I'm so comfortable doing this. Well, how are we going to attract the next generation, right? How are we going to attract and retain that next generation? People want opportunity. They want they want programs, technology, things that make their job more efficient so they can produce at a higher level. And then when I also break down the last one, the physical space, right? Think about the work environment. Like if, it, if you haven't remodeled your office or your work environment in 20 years, well, it's time for a facelift, right? You know, people... They feel comfortable. The space looks nice. We're keeping it clean. You know, it all kind of rolls out into the customer experience. So keeping our physical space clean, keeping our trucks and equipment and all that taken care of, looking professional, having nice uniforms, trucks wrapped, whatever it is in your business, physical space makes a big difference. All right. So step four, I think this is very important whenever we're wanting to Put people first, right? And enhance lives. Think about enhancing lives, right? How are we going to enhance your life? Now we've built a relationship, right? We know, like, and trust each other. We've set some goals together for what it is you want to achieve. So step four is measuring performance and coaching to the results. If you're just letting your people go by and you're not measuring their performance and coaching them, training them, mentoring them to get better, how are they ever going to achieve the goals they want to achieve in their life? Think about that. So a one way we can do that in step four, when it comes to measuring the performance, I encourage consistency in that. So setting like a monthly performance scorecard with six measurables that you're, that you're, you know, every position is going to look different, but having six measurables that you can hold them accountable to sitting down with them, same time, same day, every month, so they start to depend on this meeting and know that this is what it looks like to, to win in my role. And then on top of that, tying some kind of bonus or spiff to that performance scorecard. 
So now not only are they performing at a high level and they know what it looks like to win as a leader in your company, but now they can earn some extra income in order to achieve some of the goals that they want to achieve. I love it. People first, enhance lives. And then step five, focus on purpose and meaning. This day and age, people want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. What does that mean, right? It's kind of like saying, hey, I want you to be a better leader. What does that mean? But people want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. What that means is people want to know that, that your company has a vision and knows where it's going. When the going gets tough, you should be able to point to your vision statement, point to your vision map and say, this is where we're going. This is why we're making this change. This is why I'm asking you to get out of your comfort zone. That is the only way that people are going to stay in and stay invested in the company and do more than what you're paying them to do is that they know that there's something in it for them in the long haul. You're going to have to point back to that often because not every day is going to be breezy, right? Not every day is going to be, hey, let's get up and happy-go-lucky and let's do our things. We're going to face challenges that we should reframe and turn into opportunities. So step five is focus on purpose and meaning. Think about your business. Think about your vision. How often are you sharing it? Do you have a vision statement? Do you have a mission statement? Do you have an organizational chart? Do you have structure in your business? And I'm giving you a lot of stuff to think about. That's the point of this podcast. Because in order to, you know, value people first and enhance lives, these five steps. Step one, understand what it means to be a leader, right? You can't just be a producer. You have to look around and start to serve your team, start to give them the credit for the positive results that are going on in the business. And then if there's not positive results, you take the ownership of that as a leader. You're the responsible party involved. Like it's your team that you're leading. Step two, know your people. Sit down with them. Document the information. Learn their spouse's names. Learn their hobbies. Learn their kids' names. Learn their dreams. Learn their goals. Do it consistently. Write it down. It will make a big difference. Learn what their birthday is and celebrate it. It will make a big difference. Step three, focus on the employee experience, right? We talked about three things in that. We talked about culture, which is your core values, having those on the wall, holding people accountable to them so they're proud of the company they work for. Uh, technology, uh, you know, adapt, adapting and, and investing in new technology that can make their job more efficient, give them more opportunity. You know, we shouldn't be saying, oh, this is the way we've always done it, so we're going to keep doing it this way. Well, you know what? You're not going to attract or retain the next generation, especially the next generation of high performers. And then your physical space, another piece of that, like what does your office look like? Has it, has it been the same for 20 plus years? Does it need a facelift? Like the way that the office environment looks, is it cluttered? Is it clean? Is it modern? You know, your trucks, your uniforms, all those different things make a difference on in performance. If I walk into a business and it's a mess, well, you know what? The business is a mess. If I walk into a business and it's nice and clean and the walls are painted and it's just immaculate looking, I know they have attention to detail. So I know their services also have attention to detail. It makes a difference. Step four was measuring performance and coaching results. Sitting down and building a position scorecard with six measurable results that you sit down every month of those people 
whatever position it's in, it may look different for each position and you're measuring their results and you're coaching them to get better. You're training them to get better. You're mentoring them to get better and it hopes that they're going to earn more money and they are going to accomplish the goals and the dreams that they have for their life. Right. And then step five was focus on purpose and meaning. Remember people want to be a part of something bigger than themselves, having a vision of where you're going and sharing it, having a mission, what are we going to do daily to achieve that vision, right? And then also having some kind of organizational structure, what it looks like for the next three years. So that way they know where they can grow in your business. Because when the going gets tough, you're going to need to point to that and remind them that this is why it's tough. This is why we need to buckle down and work through these tough times. Otherwise, they're jumping ship and they're headed to your competitor. So in closing, the last quote I want to share with you, it says, this is by Rosalind Carter. It says, a leader takes people where they want to go. A great leader takes people where they don't necessarily want to go, but ought to be. Right? A great leader takes people where they don't necessarily want to go. Right? Think about your comfort zone. But we pull them out of their comfort zone and we take them to where they ought to be. Well, my hope is that you enjoyed this podcast. Justin Carroll was a great podcast guest. If you like what you hear, please, like I said, subscribe, share it with a friend and leave us a review because reviews help to guide the future episodes as we move forward with the Built for the Trades podcast. Hope you have an amazing day and I'll talk to you next time. Mm -hmm.